Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tell podcast, we are back at it for episode 28. Dexter Henry Brian Fonseca here. Sir. What's up, B? The Curtis Martin episode, as we just <laughs> <laughs> we just mentioned. The Curtis Martin episode. <laughs> now, I'm always happy with the Curtis Martin episode, number 28, and yeah. great running back for the Jets, a uh, team I root for, sadly, and also out of my alma mater, University of Pittsburgh. Yes. So uh I, I like the number 28. I yeah. like Curtis Martin reference of 28. I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna mention that there was a better 28 somewhere. That's why I went with Curtis Martin episode because I feel like we could both agree. A better 28 as a kid, in sports? As a kid, I Curtis Martin Curtis Martin was actually one of the first football jerseys that I had as a kid. True story. Keyshawn Johnson was I think first and then Curtis Martin after my that. first football jersey was actually a Brett Favre jersey, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. Oh, wait, yeah. no, I'm lying because there's a picture of me somewhere. <laughs> there's a picture of me somewhere. My dad, or no, my mom has this because she keeps all the old pictures because, you know, mothers do that. And there's a picture of me in somewhere in Puerto, in Puerto Rico, and I have a Steve Young jersey. That's a true story. That's dope. It's a baggy Steve Young jersey. I was like three. What's up, Matt? Three years old. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Do you have any jerseys that you had when you were young? Take note, take note, take note. Oh, oh, God. God. oh yeah, that's right. We're going to oh. get into that later. Yeah, hold yeah, on, yeah. hold on. He got the Utah Jazz can, hoodie. Can you guys guess what my first um, ever jersey would be? <laughs> John Stockton. <laughs> no, no, no. Football jersey. I don't like football for those listening and watching. Football so, jersey? Yeah, first yeah, yeah. Jer- Think Consider- of the time period when I was like... You were born um, in 97? Yeah, but think of the time period of me like... People people, something. people, probably watching or listening. Vinny Testaverde? No, no, Jets no. jersey? Yeah, it, it was, was a quarterback. It was a quarterback. Chad Pennington? Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington. It's a Chad you're, Pennington you're, that jersey. Is so, that is so mad. Yeah, that is so me. Yeah. And, like, I don't even follow football, but I know all but the quarterbacks. But you had a Chad Pennington yeah. you, like, you like those 80% accurate short six-yard passes? Oh, yeah. Those are great. Yeah. 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 Your, your enthusiasm is about as much as I had for yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I just never liked football, but Chad Pennington, I still have the jersey. Did you uh, like Chad Pennington? I like Chad Pennington. He was decent. Yeah, I, I knew he wasn't going to lead us anywhere because he couldn't do the ball further than six yards. That's, but that's the second or third best quarterback that franchise has ever. That is sad. That's that's right. I'm going to leave. That's Chad's not saying a lot. That's so not good. Sad. That's not saying. Good. I would. I would love for him to to come up here and talk about that. I would. I have. I'd some, love to. Tell I have some Chad. questions for Chad Pennington. I got a lot of questions for Chad Pennington. We could talk about 2004 AFC Championship game against the Steelers, where I was standing on the sidelines for that. We know what Doug Bryan did. We know how Herm Edwards botched that game. I'm not going to get into that. And, it doesn't and, hurt me. I'm not hurt by this. And one, I'm okay. la- and one last thing before we actually get I don't into the, that. One last thing <laughs> before we actually get into the podcast. Um, NFL 2K5. Terrell Owens on the cover. Right? <laughs> Wait, what? So hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold you on. know, like every NBA, NBA Live, NFL. Seriously, guys, Brian knows every <laughs> music that's been played in every 2K or NBA Live yeah. or any obscure game. This before, guy knows it. Before we started, I was playing E equals MC Square, and then I was like, wait, this was in 2K8 or 9. How I don't remember that? the 2K. Who, who remembers this? Jay Dilla in common. Oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, Shout out. what's it called? So, um, NFL 2K5, I remember, and I was actually using the Jets that year because I remember them being pretty good. I think they made the playoffs, 04. 
They did. Made the playoffs? I, yes, I was at this championship yeah. game. Yeah, 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 very yeah, heard yeah. about okay, it. Okay, so they made the playoffs, and I remember trading Chad Pennington and a draft pick for Michael Vick, and that was the year Michael Vick. That was when Michael Vick was like, really God, the computer is stupid. To do that. <laughs> no, because Michael Vick had like a ninety overall, why? and I think Damn. Chad Pennington had like an eighty-seven. Why would the Falcons GM in that computer? Why would the computer even accept that? Because it's just video games. Video games. At the time, man. Video game logic. I, I'm, glad, I, I didn't, I'm glad the logic is a lot smarter today in video games. Oh, it's so hard. So but smarter. I made a great trade in the show last night. What? I told you, you about that. I traded Matt Harvey. You gonna piss off some Mets fans? AJ Ramos. And some prospect. I'm not mad about any of those. Okay. For for uh, the closer from the Tampa Bay Rays, whose name is escaping me right now, because okay. I needed a setup man for Familia. Yeah, AJ Ramos is my worst bullpen guy. You don't want you don't want Brian to be your GM because he will forget your name after yeah. the deal is done. hundred percent. One hundred percent. You don't want him to be your GM. We'll sell you out. You like the get you We're talking about fictional trades. I told you. This I told, I told hey, you. Matt, I told you. Matt Harvey was gone as soon as I got that game because of that Trump did. photo. I was like, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, he texted me as soon as he saw the roster and he was like, "Yo, Matt Harvey's a sixty-eight. He was like, "What?" I, me and yeah, Dexter man. were on the phone. I was like, "Yo, Zach Wheeler's like, a sixty-one. Yo, no, I looked at Brian. I'm like, "Yo, you might want to step up your player development, though. Why you can't you develop these nah, players into being better?" I got your NSS. Not your NSS, but that's the obvious one. Who's somebody I really developed? I'm trying to think. Why can't you develop? Todd Frazier was the MVP candidate. That's that's all right. Next, that's not gonna happen. Let's roll into the topic. Yeah, that, that, that's where that's where I'm at. Is. All right, we said hi to everybody. We talked about some obscure stuff. Yeah, um, that was interesting. My kind of stuff. Uh, today is we talked about 28. Today, as we were recording this podcast, it is also the 24th anniversary of the greatest hip hop album of all time, Illmatic. Illmatic, yes, sir. Uh, also, it's the 24th anniversary of the single. Uh, ain't hard to tell, which is the name of this podcast. And we got this working again. If you're watching, that, yeah, look, back it's is beautiful. Working. The real is back. Yes. It's great. It's the, great. The background is back. Um, <laughs> but speaking of hip hop and uh, a, a good day in hip hop, tomorrow when we record recording on the 19th of tomorrow, Friday, April 20th, which tonight, is a, really uh, tonight, but yeah. uh, April 20th, which is a day that makes a certain kind of people happy. Yeah. Um, no in, judgment in, in different ways. No not judgment. Not at all. That. Uh, you do Have what fun. you do. Be safe. But uh, I'm excited. 420 for a completely different reason and it's because J. Cole will be back with a new album K.O.D. Yes. Um, Sooner than expected. Sooner than expected. Although I I swear this is a true story. Mm. On Sunday I was working at News 12 and I was with a, a co-worker. Shout out News Please, 12. Oh, come on. Don't even, <laughs> say, don't even say For those of you who don't Shout know. out News 12. <laughs> anyway, I was working Inside there. Down. And uh, one of our freelancers uh, who works there as a uh, shooter talking to a J. Cole fan. And he showed me that J. Cole had just done this promo for the NBA in which he had like, you know, they'd be using his Rise and Shine beat off of Sideline Stories album. Yes. But he did this promo where he rapped over this beat. And I was like, oh, it's pretty dope. So I watched how he put the video together. I really liked it. I thought it was dope. And I said, yo, you know, J. Cole's been killing features lately. And we've spoken about American this. American Dream. Um, um, Bablo Bo. Bablo Bo. Uh, there's one more. There's one more. There's one on Kaz's album. Okay. Uh, Zaynata. I can't remember the name of the song. Yeah. But he's been. Um, he's he, been killing these features. Yeah. And I said, yo, I think he's coming out with some heat soon. Boy, little did I know how soon it would be. Yeah. Less than 24 hours, I got the tweet alert from J. Cole for people in New York this mattered who were listening to the podcast to go to the Gramercy Theater. 6 p.m. He was having the show. I really could have went. And this I was at what, 3 o'clock? 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Three, no, it was at 4. He tweeted actually at 4. Oh, it was after I left. It was actually yeah, yeah, tweeted yeah, at 4.20. Right, right. And I could have been there probably in 20, 25 minutes. I've seen another show there. I saw Primo and Royce there a couple years ago. So I know it's a very small venue. Yeah. Probably only can hold about 300 people. Yeah. 
And I would have went, but I had a lot of work that I had to finish doing, so I couldn't go. That's what happens when you're an adult and you have some responsibilities. Um, couldn't go, but I was excited. And here's why I'm excited. And mm -hmm. Brian, we're going to get into this. I loved, I've loved how J. Cole has rolled out his albums, the yeah. last three albums. Yeah. I've loved it. I love that there's no buildup of promotional tours and talking about the album and going yeah. everywhere or releasing a single uh, or, you know, anything like that. Just Monday, album's coming Friday. And I love it. That's I love it. That's well, I love it. Because you're, you're, you're also, you came up, you know, growing up, your era, there were long rollouts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where a single will come out. Two singles sometimes. Single will come out like six months ahead. And then the next one will drop like months after. And then the third one right before the album drops. I hate that. You know what I mean? Like, I would figure that maybe that's something you would be accustomed to, but you've really accepted the fact that, hey, now people just come out with albums. Because we have, we, we consume so many other things that are direct consuming. We binge watch shows on Netflix. We don't ask, you know, like I think people actually want things more that are direct to them. You know what I mean? And I think that only makes sense with music, especially in the streaming age. Why are we still doing the rollouts of, hey, here's my single. Let's hope it gets radio play. Hey, here's my second single. Hope it catches on. Let, why why do yeah. that in the age of streaming? Why not just give me the album? I actually love hearing albums. I don't even really like listening to singles before albums. I try to avoid doing it. I, yeah. limit, my, I limit myself to one. I never listen to multiple singles. Because you hear it differently. Like yeah. You'll hear it in the within the structure of the album. You were doing this when Prime was like doing its little rollout. And yep. you'll be like, no, I'm not listening to that I only, yet. I only Same thing with Joy Badass last year. When I sent you Rockabye Baby, you were like, no, like, I'm no, not listening not listen to, to it, it until yep. the album comes You know, comes I'm consistent And with I told it. you, I I'm going to start doing that also. Yeah, I like, don't because <laughs> I can hear the single. I can sit with that single to the album. I'm fine with one song sitting to it, and then I yeah. want to hear how everything else flows in the album. I loved how J. Cole's rolled out his last couple albums. I loved um, even Kendrick only had like I think Damn, a week yeah. or two before Damn dropped. The pre-order dropped, um, and then one week later it was like right. And I was fine with that. Although I would love it if everybody just dropped out of the blue. I loved how Beyonce's dropped her last couple albums out of the blue. Jay's album Four Four Four. I loved how that dropped. You didn't hear any songs from it until it came out. Now, do you think? That's just a product of because look at the names you're mentioning, Jake. Some big Kendrick. names that can could could somebody not obscure, but could somebody else not that stature could do that? Could somebody else do that? Get yeah, because I, I, I like not, like I'm trying to think I'm of a name. I'm not 100 sure, but what I guess what I'm questioning is, does it matter? Do, what's the difference if you like how many more people are you getting to listen to your album that mm -hmm. you didn't? If you do this, right. that's the question, the fundamental question I'm asking. Like, right. So you're, I hear what you're saying, but here's the question. No, I'm asking. You're asking. I don't, well, you're asking. Yeah. But what I would say is, if you look at J. Cole before Forest Hills Drives when he dropped that album, and he just kind of brought that out the blue, I think two weeks before, and said, "Hey, December 9th, this is dropping." Mm -hmm. At that point, J. Cole, you know, his albums were successful, Sideline Story successful, Born Center kind of successful. Yeah. But it's still, you would have said, mm, he's not on that J. Beyonce level, and he did it right Kendrick kind of did it with To Pimper Butterfly too and he just had really one successful major commercial album so these dudes took the risk I don't yeah. even know if I want to call it a risk I think they just did what makes sense I feel like now in the social media era you can kind of get away with that too because granted our attention spans are shorter but you can kind of just come out and put out the album <clears throat> excuse me because look at the reaction that it gets as soon as like J. Cole announces he's dropping an album that everybody goes crazy You, it's not like he puts out the album and then you kind of forget that it came out because yeah. it's J. Cole. I think that, I don't know, if a lesser artist did that, I'm trying to, I don't want to like diss anybody, but uh, 
I think there's artists that still do it that have there's no. They I'm trying to think of a name, but I'm also trying to hold back. Like if person X would drop, let me check my Spotify. You're gonna offend quick. somebody. I'm like, <laughs> I'm no. Let's take your guy. We're staying. Does away Freddie from Gibbs one. need to do this? No, I'm not the biggest. Freddie He's Gibbs actually fan, said, and you know what? I'm to, saying that he. To, why does he need to do it? Not to indulge in this shit, but no, I just cursed. Whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> he tried to he tried to hold he no, tried to like keep going keep going. Yeah, it's fine. Well, whatever. With Freddie Gibbs though. He's actually said when he drops, whenever he drops Bandana with Mad Lib, the follow up to Pinata, that they're just gonna come out out of the blue. Good, I love that. He's like, I'm Good not. He's like, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna drop it. Good, I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good. Like. And before, when Pinata was coming out, actually, this is a good example because when mm-hmm. Pinata was coming out, there were three singles: one in like 2011, 2012, and then 2013, and then 2014 they dropped the album. But all those singles were part of EPs that were old school EPs where it was like six tracks, two were actual songs, the rest of it kind of remixes and instrumentals. Right. So it was different. I you showed me that. I right. felt I felt like they started making music together. And then at some point they were just like, yo, we have enough songs. Why don't we just put it together and make an album? But see, and then now they're like, you know what? Let's change our approach. Let's just hit them out of the blue since the first one was successful. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I kind of like it too. I understand the feeling process to that, but I think it's, I think for artists, you know, even of a stature like a Freddie Gibbs or the people, I don't, I just don't see the need for this big rollout process. Yeah. Um, I would have loved if we had asked somebody like Sky Zoo when he was up there about that. Actually, J. Cole, while we're doing this, just put out a tweet, um, <laughs> which I'm just, I was actually, live coverage. I was actually about to get into the meaning of this. Um, Oh, yeah, right. He just tweeted KOD, three meanings, kids on drugs, king overdose. KOD is the name of the album that was uh, announced on Monday for those people. Uh, Three meanings, which I had already known about this kids on drugs, king overdose, kill our demons. He said, the rest of the album, I leave to your interpretation. Um, now, mm. somebody. Do you on, like that? First of all, do you like that artists kind of leave yes. things to? Because Vince I, Staples said the same thing before Big Fish Theory came out, and you could take that like one of many different. Ways. I like that. I, I'm very big on that. I like open endings sometimes in movies. I like thinking about things and the depth to it. Somebody from I'm going to read this before we can get to. Cause I want to hear what you how maybe this is kind of what excites me. The thing I'm excited about is not just the albums coming about but what appears to be the meaning. the meaning and the subject matter. And first of all, in taking that meaning is the dope uh, album cover art. Yeah. Um, all of us like it here. I like it. I think it's really dope. Yeah. You said you liked it. It was yeah, dope. Well, I texted you about it. And we, and then we only talked to Matt about it today. And Matt was like, yo, it's dope. Hands down. Hands down, one of the best album covers I've seen this year so far. Hands do, down. Do, do you like J. Cole? Do you listen to J. Cole? Um, I've... Heard a couple of his songs, but but he's I'm, not he's no MF Doom, right? No, he's not MF Doom. <laughs> Yo, look at uh, Zarface MF Doom mashup came out like around March 30th. Really check that out. Oh, I think I need some coffee because the mention of MF Doom made me fall asleep. Rap, <laughs> come on, Dex. Rap snitches get knishes. Oh god! <laughs> oh, oh, one of the great bars of all time. But all right, better than Mavin. Um, oh, take a shot. I'm not getting, <laughs> Ooh, I'm not getting into that. Um, but we all, we all like the album art To describe the album art uh, We'll try to put it up For people to do You also like we all, I think we all like this The album art is 12 tracks Yes And no real features I love I mean, it You know Yes the two features on there Are supposed to be like a His alter Alias ego. alter ego So it's like T.I. That's cool That's real cool oh, Well that's also a horrible name For album <laughs> One of the horrible names For the album The other is another one Recently I've mentioned Dex meets Dexter By Famous Dex <laughs> Yeah yeah It's 
pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you were saying next. it. You saying it though. It's just hilarious. Also, because like, who would ever think that was smart? Would I ever say, "Hey, I'm Dex." Now we Dexter. No, it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Maybe it's. Uh, I, it's not ego. that deep. It's trust no, it's me. Not, I doubt it's, it's that deep. Not. I'm sorry. We, it's kind of like my beef with Louis Fonsi. He just because his name is almost my name. dad's name and almost my my name kind of. I don't like it. Yeah. I can see why. No, it's not good. All right, so it's, it's it's not in good. terms and of the song is awful. In terms of the meaning, the J Cole Bible, which was an Instagram account, I didn't know existed until Monday. Um, because friend of the program, uh, Gregory Alcala, sent it to me. Some yeah. stuff from there, and they wrote a description on what the meaning of the album is that J Cole said at his free event in New York City this past Monday. Cole also did a free event in London yeah. the next day, which crazy. is crazy in itself. Flew like, they flew like right immediately after. and did one in London. Yeah. Um, so the first meeting, Kids on Drugs, J. Cole gave an example of how if you were to turn on the TV every seven minutes, you see a commercial that advertises the use of drugs. Cole mentioned the use of recreation drugs, such as pills, weed, alcohol, and also mentioned our addictions like sex, money, love, and technology. Yeah. Now kids these days grow up on some sort of addiction. Pretty interesting to me, right? Yeah. Next, King Overdose, in which Cole states this is being himself in the album. He personifies the character King Overdose by exploring the different ways individuals overdose on the drugs he mentioned, all the while thinking and feeling as if you were a king. It's interesting considering mm -hmm. how there's a glorification of drug culture within rap. Yeah. <clears throat> Last, Kill Our Demons is the hope that people who suffer from problems such as addictions will eventually overcome their demons and their addictions. Kill Our Demons is the place that Cole hopes everyone can reach and that everyone can find peace, and by doing that, you would have successfully killed your demons and find peace within yourself. What do you think about these concepts, Brian Fonseca? I think that in some ways, and we just talked about this, American Dream, Bablo Boat, his verses on there, mm -hmm. they're kind of going to serve as preludes to whatever this album is going to be, like based yep. off of that. That's what it sounds like. I've thought me. about that recently. Because it's like when we heard those verses, we were like, oh, J. Cole's back. You yep. know what I mean? In terms of like, I mean, his last album, you know, it wasn't great. And oh, I, I like it better than people. I think it's, I'll get, we'll get into that another time. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's bad by any means, but... It wasn't just, great. I agree. I'm fine. But, like, that, yeah. you know, Nas also put out Nostradamus. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nostradamus it it's not, but I understand the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nostradamus doesn't exist. But anyway... Not my, so, not my world. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I think these those two verses are kind of like, okay, we see where J. Cole's going. You know what I mean? And the other one that you mentioned. What was it? The other J. Cole verse that you mentioned, his other feature. Was it with Kaz? Kaz, yes. Yeah. So, like, he's had these feature spots really good. He's kind of getting back to, you know, some of the content that he was doing before, but just better. Because, like, his last album, like, he had Neighbors and songs like that, but it didn't quite hit. And this is where some people started to say, oh, J. Cole's boring, whatever the case may be, which I disagree with. But I, I think, agree. I think that he legitimately is going to really put out an album of the year candidate this time. I, um, hope, I hope you're right. I don't know if it's fair to expect... Because, you know, you don't want to do this, but I, it's like certain things you just expect to be so good. We were talking about this recently where we expect, oh, Royce the 5'9". He's got the, speaking of upcoming albums, yes. Book of Ryan supposed to come too. out in May. A little too soon, if you ask me, because Prime 2 just dropped out. And I just want to enjoy that I a little bit to, more. I happen to agree. But we're expecting, based off everything he's been saying, that to be his best album. Like, this is the album. He said things like, this is the album I should have first came out with. Um, this is the most introspective I've been. And you kind of see that in the content now where he's getting a little more introspective, even on Prime 2 and in Layers. Yes. And now with J. Cole, I feel like it's going to be kind of similar 
I'm kind of expecting his best project. No, I, I I hope so. People Especially are, content wise, because Forest Hills Drive is great, but there's also some songs where it's like it's I mean, a little weak at the end. But I think Forest Hills Drive is his best project, his most complete project. Um, I know some a lot of Cole fans have an affinity for Friday Night Lights, the mixtape, which I think is very good. But I, don't I love think, the warm up. I yeah, I do too. I just don't think those projects are as tight as like Forest Hills Drive oh, yeah, is. The I think like people might songs. yeah, people might like a lot of these songs and how it feels and how and I get that. But you brought up a good point about his recent guest verses yeah. and how you think that ties into as a what was the word you said? I don't want to say the precursor for the album. Like a, yeah, like a prelude. Yeah. And you know, maybe I was thinking about this line because I love the Bible Vote verse and I was thinking about a line that he said in there, or some bars he said in there. We had no Bible boat, but I could note those times. It's like a Bible quote, BC before cell phones, the first time I would smoke. Yeah. I was six years old, but that's for another chapter. That's for another story, to God be the glory. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, obviously, you know he's going to be talking about drugs and stuff. And now I didn't think about that. That's for another chapter, for another story. Maybe mm-hmm. he's talking about this album that's coming up um, right now. And so I, if he gets into some personal stuff, like, yo, why was he the first time he was smoking at six years old? That's crazy yeah. in itself because when I heard that line I was like damn like yeah. okay I want to hear more about that I think somebody from rap in a way speaking on the, the, the drug culture that's over glorified in hip hop culture right now I think is dope in itself and sonically mm. people are saying that a lot of these beats on this album that who have heard the album it is it I'll let you get to touch on that you want to talk about the, the drug culture not thing. necessarily but three <clears throat> I kind of have three questions based off what you said one do you feel like, because I just touched on this, do you feel like there's any added pressure for him coming off his last release, which, not pan, but we know general consensus is, yo, wasn't that good, especially for somebody of his caliber. Two, uh, mm-hmm. damn, we saw all the praise that that's getting. That just got a, a Pulitzer Prize and all that stuff. Do you think that J. Cole is maybe like, trying to get at Ken- not get at Kendrick but trying to like one up him so to speak I think I th- get the upper leg he definitely I- did on that American Dream song I think well <laughs> Kendrick might as well not showing up on that song not that Kendrick said anything bad and three just didn't get and, bars. Th- and three with the whole drug culture I wonder if and I feel like he's probably not I don't think he's gonna mention any other artist by name but what I do feel like he's going to do is have enough bars that people are going to think, know what hey, he's talking about people are going to think hey he's taking shots at Person X and person whatever. I don't. That's another thing I want to say too. I don't think you're necessarily. People did this with J Cole's False Prophet song. Mm. I don't think you're necessarily taking shots at somebody if you're speaking something that exists out there in the public and the truth. Yeah. Right. You know, if there's people that we've elevated to a certain stature because of our artists, and a lot of people assumed he was talking about Kanye, which he probably was. I don't think that was taking shots at Kanye. I think that was just speaking to society and what we've done and how we look at people. Kanye two, apparently got announced two albums that are coming out soon. So. Yeah, I wish I cared. Um. <laughs> I just don't care that much. I care. I care, man. For all the Kanye why. fans. What's up, listeners? I, w- I, love I, I care. I'm just not excited. I shouldn't tell right. I will always check at Kanye. I'm just not excited. I don't know if I am. I'm, I'm not like, excited. The uh, Life of Pablo uh, was trash to me, so I know you love it. It wasn't his Pablo. best work, but I, I listened to it multiple it times. I enjoyed worst, it. Though. Yeah, this is worse. But I enjoyed it. I listened to it multiple times. I don't uh, know. I just have an ear for odd music, I guess. Well, okay, well, I'll, okay, com- I'll comment. I'll comment. <laughs> Rap snitches get canishes. Oh, stop it. I'll comment on that later. Before we go to answer your questions, your first question, uh, your first couple questions was, do I think he, or one of your questions was, do I think he would come at Kendrick? And I know you didn't mean it in that way, just in a competitive standpoint. But just to, just kind of, let me explain it better. Just to kind of remind people like, yo, I'm top two and I'm not two. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, and he should feel that way. <laughs> I, they're my two favorite rappers as far as people actively rapping right now. Yeah. I think they're the best two in the game of this generation by far. I think they're leaps and bounds better than everybody. Drake haters can come for me. Not coming at Drake or saying Drake isn't good, because I actually like Drake. I just don't think he's messing with those dudes. I just don't think he's in that category. He's not. You anyway. You ain't got to think about it. He's and he's, he's good, but I don't think he's with those dudes. But what I will say is I think, yeah, I think there's always going to be a friendly competition between Kendrick and Cole. I think they love each other and love each other's music, and I think they're always going to be pushing each other. I think that it's interesting for, for maybe sonically what the album sounds like, because yeah. Kendrick went from Kendrick's all his albums are very different sonically and he went to a more probably radio friendly son sound in on terms of damn and then one <laughs> and then one of Pulitzer Prize which I don't think damn was necessarily for his, his fourth best album yeah I don't think it's necessarily his best writing I think yeah. his best writing came on to butterfly but that's a whole nother story so I do think that'll happen um I do think he will like you said talk about some things and some people that will come out and we'll know some rappers he's alluding to that glorify drug culture. We already know who those people are. Yeah. I don't we don't even have to name their names. This Nor is do I they, want to. They they <laughs> rap about this all the time. And we have to start thinking about, yo, what effect does that have on generations of people to come? You know, it's time for people to have conversations about that within hip hop and like the media you consume does affect you in some way. Do we have time for the forbidden fruit theory? Oh yeah, yeah. Real quick on this. Yeah, you gotta uh, I'll give you a minute. Yeah. I'll give you it. He's running things because hey, he's man. a producer. I'm running things. <laughs> I'm producer Matt. We're a little over, but I like this we're convo. No. So I'll, let it, I'll <laughs> let it run. I'll let it run. Okay, so right, literally a couple minutes before we got on to record this podcast, yeah. I was alerted to a Instagram post by Punch uh, producer uh, with TDE who posted a picture of, I believe this is a... I think it's a pair. That's a pair. Shout I thought out to it was Rick Ross. It looks like a pair. Um, I hope it's a pair. And he put... Forbidden. Yeah. And I showed this picture to Brian. I said, who from TDE had something with a song Forbidden Fruit with J. Cole? That would be Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, Lamar off of the Born Center album. And what you also Ooh. mentioned was that on J. Cole's uh, track list, let me pull that up real quick. So on J. Cole's track list, he announced 12 songs, which yes. we already touched on. The last of the 12 songs, 1985, Intro to the Fall Off, and the Fall Off is apparently a separate project. Yes, and he, so. and I thought it interesting that when he's spoken about it, and other people said they said another project, yeah. not another J Cole album, yeah. another project, right? Makes me think that the album we've been waiting for for a long time. <laughs> and you think I'm hyped for this album? Yeah, oh, <laughs> that Kendrick J Cole mixtape album, whatever you EP, well, I, who cares? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, my body has been ready. I'm ready. Wow. My ears are ready. Oh yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I hope All you're right. right. I'm not holding my breath because you know how it is with artists. You never want to get too. Yeah. But I, I hope you're right. That's all I'm gonna I, say. Listen, I I hope Punch isn't trolling. Absolutely. <laughs> that too. I hope yeah. he's not. But here's why I think he's not. I'm lot, always up for a good. A troll. lot of people have given up on that album coming out. Yeah, I kind of have. And I understand why. But when where I was slightly encouraged was at the top of last year, early last year, maybe January, February. This was before Damn came out. Yeah. Absol was doing an interview somewhere and he was asked about it and he said oh yeah that's still definitely in the works I just can't talk about it Kendrick, <laughs> he's like yeah Kendrick will not let me talk about it we do not talk about that project I hope that if it do if it does come out that it's not it's not too like right after you know what I mean give us like six months or something like that drop it in the fall I just see that that's an album I'm confident you won't even you see you know how I don't care you know, no 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 not that oh. you won't care you know how we actually got like four days of hype with this with Cole announcing this on Monday yeah 
they won't even tell you. It's gonna wake up one oh, day. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be on iTunes, and yeah. I'll be smiling from ear to ear. There's gonna be Thursday morning, eight a.m. They're gonna be like tomorrow. <laughs> nah, I don't even think you're getting that. It's just gonna be on Apple Music. It's gonna be on Spotify. That, I, I hope that happens. Probably. I don't want to know. I just want it to be there. Yeah, that's one of the only collaborations that I care for because I think way too we're seeing way too many collaborations. We're talking like, about rappers collaborations. Yeah, the, yeah like rapper producer collaborations. I'm here. Oh, for. Oh, that's yeah. different. Except for a Big Sean and a Metro Boomin. But yeah, like for the most part, <laughs> try not to laugh. Yo, Matt, you're not here for that? <laughs> not with it. Not with it. But, 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 no. At all. I'm just, I'm just joking, kind of. No, you're not. But no, you're not. The only, <laughs> but, like, the, there's only, like, three collaborations that I care to hear. And that will be one of them. No, I'd be ben, very Bandana will obviously be the other one. And the Nas and, a, the, the Nas and AZ album that we're never going to Yeah, if you didn't say Bandana, I was going to say for Nas, We're going to have to do a podcast, uh, not a podcast, but a segment one time on collaboration. Because i got to really think about that. Are there really any collaborations? There's more. I'm sure that there's more. Uh, I don't know if there's any right now that I'm, like, dying to hear, MF per se. Um, I still would love to see uh, producer. I would still love to see Nas and Primo do an album. But we'll talk about this at some I would like to see... Freddie Gibbs and BJ the Chicago Kid. That's an interesting because they've they've made a bunch of songs together that actually sound Brian, really good. Right before I go on the break, Freddie Gibbs, MF Doom, Mad Lib. What's your decision? I'll buy that. Oh hell yeah! I'll buy that. Let's go to break I'll because, break. I'll because Freddie it. Gibbs is in it. Exactly. That's all you need to know, folks. <laughs> there we go. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit of boxing and how Brian uh, broke the news on some boxing beef, although a particular company did not want to acknowledge that that was real. Uh, we'll talk more about that. <laughs> When we come back on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All right, welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, episode 28. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca, our producer, Matthew Feniza, yep. in the house. Uh, got to talk some good hip hop. I'm so excited for this J. Cole album. I really am excited for this KOD. Uh, next podcast, we definitely have a lot to talk about regarding this. Yeah. Um, but in the boxing world, a lot's been going on. You were all over some stuff this week. Uh, there's apparently this is boxing meets hip hop world we should say or if you want to consider this artist hip hop that's a whole nother <laughs> argument. Also um, true. Charlemagne's compared this man to um, Sticky Fingers from Onyx, which I found interesting. So there's that. Who looking back, um, I remember my cousin having a lot of Onyx albums and um, I just never was an Onyx guy. I'm not trying to go play back the f up. Uh, again Or slam Or slam um, I got so tired of slam When it was in 2k That one year I mean like When am I gonna be There's no time I'm gonna be playing the Onyx, Whatever Onyx album um, But Adrian Broner What a fall from great If you would ask me Five years ago That Adrian Broner Would be where he is now As a boxer But he's I still I would have said no It's weird because I was very high on him And he's still main eventing That's the thing too I think Charlo should be in polarizing. the main event. Yeah, I think Charlo should be in the main event. But I mean, Adrian Broner, Adrian Broner probably draws more money. Like. He's polarizing, and I just can't get down with him because I think he acts extremely ignorant. And that's the nice version of me saying that. Yeah. Um, but he has beef with Takashi Six Nine. Uh, for those people who don't know, Takashi Six Nine, rapper from Bushwick. And if you would have told me he was from Bushwick, Brooklyn, I never would have guessed he was from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, I didn't know he was a New Yorker until fairly recently. Yeah, didn't know that. I still, I've heard. Now I definitely. I finally heard because today somebody around us was playing a song of his. I had still heard a song of his. So I really cannot yeah, judge his music. kind of heard it. Not yeah, really. I can't really judge his music, so I'm yeah. not going to do that or what people think of his appearance. But he is beef with Adrian Broner. I knew nothing about this till you told me. He's beef with a lot of people. 
<laughs> so why? Why is explain to us why is Takashi Six Nine beefing with Adrian Broner? I don't know. I, all I all I know well, is that. Well, thanks. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't know. Breaking, I, breaking news. Bro, like, exactly. I, I don't know like, why. Nice. I don't know why, but. It, so, like, what could the two possibly ever have to talk about? Adrian uh, Takashi69 commented a clown emoji under one of Adrian Broner's Instagram posts. So he basically is calling Adrian Broner a clown. Yeah, apparently that's what happened. Yeah. And then, and then um, I can see that. Adrian, <laughs> Adrian Broner answered, uh, can't even repeat what he said. Uh, don't even care to. It doesn't matter. You don't want to repeat a lot of what Adrian Broner says. And he basically said like a whole bunch of things and threatening for him to pull up or whatever and basically like challenging him to throw down or whatever the case may be like it was just you know you, internet you, internet tough talk go go find that on instagram so then takashi 69 responded throwing a lot of money in the air saying that he's gonna bet three hundred thousand dollars that injury broner loses this saturday because by the way there is an actual fight this saturday at barclay center uh against jesse vargas which i'll be there for and that's the main event and he's gonna bet three hundred thousand he claims to have not even known Adrian Broner's name in the video, um, <laughs> which it's actually a pretty funny video. He's just throwing money everywhere and just talking like incoherently. Why and then it? after that, and then after that, Adrian Broner puts up a check, obviously blurred out some of the key parts and says that he's betting 300 K on himself to beat Jesse Vargas. Um, he's going to be the betting favorite anyway. So I don't see why you would bet $300 on $300,000, excuse me, on yourself. Uh, and then I reported what yesterday or the day before because uh, the media workouts actually got canceled on Wednesday. And right before mm -hmm. that, I was told by two reliable sources um, that are, I would say, closely involved with this boxing card. And I'll say nothing more than that, uh, that part of the reason they shut that down, the media workouts, which don't really get shut down that often, is because of the beef between these two and how it could escalate because the media workouts were going to be at Gleason's gym and if you really think about it you can't really have media workouts at Gleason's gym and not I mean and have security there too because it's not this there's not, not really that space there's not the space for that for people so to then, understand it's very small it's yeah really it's just no a gym. you could just walk in there and do yeah. what you want you know what I mean so they didn't have it this time around the press conference was earlier today uh, I was not there because I was obviously working on some other stuff, but what I was told and what I saw was from the people that was there was that there was extra security, and why wouldn't they cancel the press conference if they canceled this because it's a cost 6 9 and Adrian Broder's beef? Well, think about it. In the hotel room where they have that, I don't know if it was a Dream Downtown Hotel, I forget, mm -hmm. but it's a hotel room. There's security at the front door. There's all that stuff going yeah, it's on. There's a lot more weight. You could easily you know, see a dude with a rainbow-haired perm and try to get him out of there if <laughs> Yo, you wanted not, to. No, nah, you can't. Not hard to miss Takashi. Yeah, time. I'm not dis. I'm not dissing no, his I'm hair not. or whatever. I'm just saying like that's that's what you're it not, is. You're not yeah. getting the rainbow hair perm anytime soon. No, I don't. Not, not that's not hair. really my thing. Tattoos on my face. Like that's not really my thing. If he wants to no. roll like that, cool. It's obviously working for him for now. It's good market. market. You know what I mean? I mean, Yo, um, you could be. We could be crushing this podcast if we had rainbow. Nah, man. Permed hair. Nah, nah, nah. It's just. It's just not. I, I, know, I, just, I can't. Takashi could pull that off. I can't. I couldn't look at my daughter. I couldn't look at my daughter the same if I. I had rainbow permed hair. Yeah, but so basically all that's going on. Uh, we'll see what happens Saturday. I mean, it'd be funny if I was Jesse Vargas and if I was Jesse Vargas, I would try to have Takashi 69 perform 
uh, for me to the ring on the way to the ring. But Yo. I don't I don't know if he'll be allowed to get into the arena. I don't know where that's at right I now. I don't know if the security's gonna be like that. That would be I dope. Don't know. I don't know. If, I'm not I've saying seen, I I've seen some other crazy things at Barclay Center too that escalated that I'm not gonna repeat on this podcast, but I've told you guys in private, um, you know, at a recent fight. Uh, but yeah. Here's what I heard in all that story. Yeah. When you talked about Takashi throwing the money up in the air, Broner showing the tech. It seems like two people who have access to money and are ignorant as hell just showing off their ignorance back and forth with each other. Canelo, Alvarez suspended for six months, which began after last failed drug test in February. Yeah. It'll be lifted on August 17th, which is just in time for Triple G to fight him in September, which is what we all care about. Now, Triple G... Was that Mexican independence? Mexican independence yeah, okay. Day, right? Now, Triple in G... In September, we mean. September, September. yes. Not, yes. Obviously, you're supposed to fight on Cinco de Mayo. Triple G has a new opponent. Yeah. For Cinco de Mayo, his name is who? Vanis Martirosian. Who? <laughs> I think I'm saying that right. Who? I don't really care if I'm saying that right. Uh, it, who? Wait, what? Uh, all right, let me, let me, let me. There you go. The, the, who? Say it again. Vanis. We'll call him Vanis. No, no, no. Why you don't want to say that <laughs> last? Why you don't say that say last name? Though? Because it doesn't matter. Because he's gonna get knocked out like quick. Here's my thing. And, oh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you know it doesn't matter. We recently. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm going to have more to say to this than you are. Um, Most likely. I'm still trying to figure out who it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I'm trying to but do. But here's my thing. Okay. In UFC, and we mentioned this recently, in UFC, when something like this happens and an opponent drops out, yes. look at who they almost got <laughs> to fight against um, Khabib. Habib. You know, on UFC 223 in the main event. They almost got Max Holloway. Uh, to shed a lot of weight and fight for that lightweight title, or gain a lot of weight and put fight for that lightweight title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I had it right. Um, cause my memory's like off today. But the, the Max Holloway, big name, and then they ended up going in a different direction, whatever. But UFC, because everything is under one sanctioning body, right? You can get the name to put in slide into this you fight. You can get a highly ranked challenger, but in boxing, there's so much <laughs> other stuff you have to go through. I would have liked to have seen Triple G fight Demetrius Andrade. That's not going to happen. Uh, and mainstream boxing fans were not going to pay pay per view for that. But they would have discovered. Ain't gonna pay for this? No, but they would have <laughs> discovered somebody that hey, you know this this kid is talented. I think he would have put up a good fight against Triple G. Probably would have lost by decision, but I think he would have given him a lot of problems. Six two middleweight now. Because he used to fight 6'2", six, 6'3", six, even, and his reach is something like 80, 81. And he would have relished that opportunity. Southpaw, like he would have given Triple G some problems. I think it would have been as competitive, if not more competitive, than the Canelo fight. All right, fight. so here we go. Do you care about this fight? No, I don't want my computer to restart. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I thought you said, no, I don't want the fight. That's oh, what my, I thought you were going to say. My computer's restarting. Great. Because <laughs> I was like, yo, I feel the same one. So, Vanus, Vanus. Don't, don't do it. You can't say his name. Call him Vonis. He last Vonis. fought two years ago. Oh, I didn't even know this. Two, this is more reason why I don't care. And he lost. To the, who? For the second time. Okay, to, I have questions. To, 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 hold on, hold on. Hold on, Dex. Right wait for it, wait for it. It's important. Look at his name. To my guy, who I, who I really think is... is high level, one of the best pound-for-pound pound fighters, even though he lost his Who's last that? fight. Who's that? Edislandi Lara. If you don't know mainstream, if you if you know mainstream boxing, I don't. You might not know who that is. <laughs> All right, no if you don't know, because he's not really a mainstream. It's like, a cool boxer, name though. It's a cool but name. But he's Cuban. He's great. He just lost to Jared Hurd in a close, close, close title fight. Uh, the same night as UFC two two three, by the way. But yo, uh, in all seriousness, Triple G 
Are, were you going to get a much better opponent than this on short notice, judging by, you know, the way boxing is? Probably not, but no. to be honest with you, like, you can't get excited for this. You just can't. You got Chocolatito back in on the undercard, Roman Gonzalez, for those of you who don't know who Chocolatito is. And Great nickname. Yeah, yeah but nickname. he lost his last two fights to Rungvisai, and I don't, I'm not in a hurry to see him I, either. Here's what you know that all you need to know that's wrong with boxing. What's how that? are you going to fight? Uh, how are you going to? Your last fight was almost two years ago from the date, just a little under two years to the date of this coming fight yeah. on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. You took an L. Yeah. How do you get this shot against Triple G? Because what boxing, makes me boxing think stuff. You have Adrian the Broner, right to be Adrian the- Broner lost to Mikey Garcia in July. I was there for that. And what happens? Almost, yeah, like nine, ten months later, he is in a main event. Against Jesse Vargas. But see, I could at least give the argument that dude's polarizing and there's enough people that hate him and want to see him lose and enough people that like his ignorance and want to see him win. I think so a growing number least, of people don't care for him as much as they... I think more I people hated that. him before. Now I think less people just, just care don't for care, him. Like me. But my thing is, <laughs> this dude, Vanis, has done nothing. You ain't fought in two years and your last fight, you took an L to somebody we don't even know. I barely knew you. Him. I, I, I know very much who that is, but I know you mean the mainstream audience. Mainstream he also is. lost to Jamel Charlo, and he yes. also lost to Demetrius Andrade. I saw that. Who I, I saw just that. mentioned, which is why I would have liked to have seen Demetrius Andrade get that opportunity. He Yo, didn't knock down Demetrius Andrade. I'm just Andrade saying, if you fight. look at his resume, which is easy for anybody to look up, it's not impressive. He wouldn't be hired for relative this job. to relative to somebody fighting Triple G. That's the point. Relative yeah, yeah. to somebody fighting Triple D yeah. on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. That all matters. Cinco de Mayo weekend, yeah. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo weekend. No thanks. So here's what Dexter's going to do. Not watch. Don't care. Is there anything else on that There's night? There's going to be an NBA playoff game on that night? Probably, oh, yeah. T- probably. Yeah. I'll be tuned in. Be a Mets, Mets going to be playing that night? Probably. I'll be tuned in. Yeah. Triple G, good night and good luck. If oh it's if it's if it's, <laughs> if it's pay-per-view, absolutely not. I'll try to get a stream. If it's... Uh, yeah, is this going to be... How is, who's going to buy this on pay-per-view? Uh, who's spending their hard-earned money to watch this? You got to be the die-hard Triple G fan. Now, according to Box... I like according, Triple G. According I'm to, a Triple G fan, but I'm skipping this one. According to Box Rec, it's not you. on pay-per-view. Thank God. How are you going to say... How would you I don't know if I'm service? still going to watch it, though. See, people would have... And another name that I saw was Danny Jacobs. Like, them to have the rematch. But Danny Jacobs is fighting uh, next week, actually. Next week. Otherwise, now, that would have made sense. I would have, I would pay for that. Oh, that's... Pay, you could sell that on pay-per-view. Yeah. You could... Absolutely. Because oh, so they good. had a great first fight that was debatable. That I, I was there. And I think Danny Jacobs edged him out by a point, even though he got knocked down. Because you saw him kind of wear down Triple G at the end. Ooh. Now, good job by them not putting us on pay-per-view. Where is it then? Where can, and where another can rumored opponent was... Yeah, uh, who has this fight? This is Showtime, right? HBO. HBO, HBO. HBO okay. has Triple G. HBO has K2. Oh, that's right. But what's it called? Um... Billy Joe Saunders was another, another name. Another L for HBO, by the way. <laughs> Big L. Billy Joe Saunders was another name. Uh, you guys don't know who I'm talking about. Uh, Definitely not. I'm not even going to continue. Billy Joe Saunders is from England. He's I also know who he undefe- is. He's also undefeated. He had mm-hmm. a great showing in his last fight against David Lemieux, who Triple G also dominated a couple years ago. But Watch again, that fight. boxing with the lack of star power, especially on HBO, mm-hmm. uh, you're not really going to get anybody that's going to make you pay for this fight. So, it's you know, it, it sucks. And it, let's get back to the main story, Canelo. Now, ideally, you would see this in September because suspension will be lifted August 17th. Now, will we actually see it? 
I think we will. It's definitely happening. You feel like it's HBO lost? needs it to happen. Do you feel like it's lost a little bit? No, HBO, no. Just because of the way the last match went, people want people still going to be starved for this. This probably actually only adds to the hunger for it. Um, I don't think it kills it in any kind of way. And I'll tell you what, HBO needs that right even, now. Even though they don't got nothing. Yeah, and even though I don't think this will happen, but hypothetically speaking, because we're gonna wrap this up and get into some NBA stuff next and some other stuff, but. I think that let's say okay, Triple G, uh, he has this guy Vonis hasn't fought in two years. Let's say Triple G, hypothetically speaking, just struggles a little bit. Do you think that will entice people more for the Canelo fight? Like, oh, he's definitely gonna beat him, and then maybe they'll want to see it. I can see that. I can see people if they. See I don't think Tri- that's gonna happen at all. I don't I think, think it's gonna happen. I think Triple G's knocking this dude out in the fourth or fifth round. Probably. I can see that because <laughs> um, you haven't fought in two years in boxing. That matters. That matters. You have a long layoff. I just saw this happen to Felix Verdejo recently. He didn't. F- he was already having all these injury struggles. He comes back after right. the longest layoff in his young career because he's only 24, 25 years old. I think he'll be 25 in May. And he comes off 13-month layoff in March at the Embassy Theater. He gets dropped. He has no legs in the last round, and then he gets stopped. Yeah, I think that stuff matters. I, Triple G is going to walk I right I do think if Triple G looks shaky, it would add to more intrigue. He, and, and he's been known to kind of just drop his hands and like just get But hit. I think Triple G also should dominate this dude and just be like, look, y'all know what time it is. I'm waiting for this to happen in September. He should, he should do, it comes to, do it quick. When it comes to September. I would love for him to get a first-round knockout. We don't see first-round. We don't see. I don't see one in a We don't time. see first-round knockouts enough. The last one I remember seeing was Charlo versus uh, Erickson Lubin I didn't watch in that October. Fight. Oh, um, I missed that. Knockout. I missed that fight, but um, hopefully knockout. we'll see. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit of NBA. That was Jermel Charlo. Uh, by the we way. have some. Yes, Jermel yeah. Charlo. We have some NBA uh, baseball in Puerto Rico this week. Even though there was no power there uh, a couple days ago, um, and we're gonna have we have somebody a guest a comment. We're now gonna have some of our listeners uh, send in some topics they want to talk about. We're gonna respond to that. So we owe all that coming up. On the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All right, welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here. You there? We have Matthew Feniza somewhere. Yo, whose phone um, keeps vibrating? That's fine. Is that is that J Cole alerts? Yeah, actually, J Cole was just texting me. <laughs> sent me sent is he me good for next copy. week? He says, "Yeah, he's go, he's coming. to good for next week." Yeah, he's go, guys. He's good for we'll next week. We'll talk all about the album with J Cole. K O D. No, we're joking. We do not have <laughs> we do not have J Cole booked yet. Word. I'm not against yeah. speaking things. We had, we had, we had. True story is we had. We had Sky Zoo. That's pretty close. Now we had Freddie Gibbs for next week, but like Jay Cole's album just came out. So. Oh, we absolutely, we absolutely bumped Freddie Gibbs. Absolutely, it would no, hurt no, no, Brian's no. heart. I'm not Brian's bumping heart. any guest that wants to come on. We had him both. Now nah, we would never do that. It's not we, the production we love all, we love all our guests, all the fantastic guests that have come. No, nah, we love them all. We love them all. We love all our we guests. Stop it! Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Let's roll. Let's roll. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, roll, move, roll. moving along. Uh, baseball in your native land of Puerto Rico. Uh, oh, yes. This Mine week. too. Mine too. Uh, yes, and yours too. You're part yes. Italian, though. It's all right. <laughs> you get to claim some Puerto Rico. You get to claim some Puerto Rico. Baseball in Puerto Rico um, this week. Uh, good thing for the sport is a good thing they played even after there was a power outage that affected the rest of the island and they still played a baseball game. I thought the optics of that might look a little bit bad. This is interesting. What do you think about that? I thought that 
I don't I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, I'm kind of glad they did it because some people got to, you know, it's a distraction for a little while, but some people got to enjoy baseball. Francisco Lindor that home had run. that big home run Huge. that everybody went crazy. crazy. Which he said was very special for him to hit there. Oh, my God. Like Francisco Lindor, you know, selfishly is one of my favorite players. Mine too. So, and he he's just great at... Everybody saw that. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we are watching the Mets game right now. Why I don't know. <laughs> only well, probably Francisco Lindor, Lindor was great, and I, I Kevin Blackstone. I was watching around the horn. Kevin Blackstone had an interesting point to this. So they were talking about how Anthony Rizzo said that they're playing too much baseball right now, and baseball was at its best. He didn't say this part. But baseball was at its best when it was a 154-game season. I think if you're going to cut games, which they're not going to do because money, but hypothetically speaking, let's Mm -hmm. speculate. We have a podcast. We're supposed to do this. 162-game season, too damn much. 82-game season in basketball, also too damn much. And hockey. Um, But back to baseball. 162 games are saying maybe they could drop it to 154, 140, whatever the case may be. Kevin Blackstone's theory was that, hey, uh, if the season's going to be so long, why don't you, especially this time of the year, have more games in the South, especially for the northern teams like the Mets, like the Yankees or whatever, instead of keeping them up here where it's still 42 damn degrees and it feels like 38, have them play some games in Puerto Rico, in Mexico, you know, in Venezuela and places like that where it's warmer and you're going to get some of that. That's not a horrible idea. Maybe places in Florida, even. You you're know just, what I mean? You're just keeping the team yeah. away from home, and fans are not getting those home games. Th- but then they'll have a lot of home. I mean, yes, they'll have going to be imbalanced, and some people are going to be pissed at that. Maybe they'll have one or yeah. two home series in April, but then you have a lot more like later on in like May, June, or whatever, when the weather actually gets nicer where you live at. I think you know another. I, mean? I think another thing. That I would you, like to see that. I would like to see that. I think another thing you'd like to do is also keep. Because you saw some of these these uh, inclement weather situations, the Yankees and Tigers last weekend. You got base. Dude, I get shouldn't rid, get rid. Only play maybe only play divisional games in April if you're going to do that. That because when you have uh, inclement weather situations within your division, you're going to see those teams multiple times and have similar off days. So it's easier to make that up than when it's not in your division. It's harder because like the Yankees don't go back to Detroit, um, for example. I shouldn't see. Bryce Harper and others going up to bat with hoodies on. Yeah. All right. Like, <laughs> one thing know, also is I think it's either this, that or make more domes. I get think, more yeah. retractable roofs. Well, see, that's even then, I'm gonna get to even, that the Blue, even the Blue Jays game, they also canceled, I think. Oh, I think might have, I might have to fact check that. I think but something happened with the roof. I, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I heard about, yeah, heard about that yeah. too. But I think this is like the one season in MLB where there's the most rain delays. Not even that, but like, Games that had to be rescheduled for double headers and such. Yeah. That are like the most it's in, the his, most, in, in history, I think it is. Yeah. It's crazy. But here's my thing. Brian brought up a point. Here's something I've never understood. Base you look at all the stadiums in baseball, and almost every team has a fairly new stadium that's been built within the last ten this to twenty years, right? Yeah. It's possible to take a stadium and even after it's been built, put a Retractable roof on it. Yeah, I don't see why not. We they saw, did it. They did, we did it at, it at the U- USTA. Yeah, right. Exactly. They've just done. Say. They've done it after. You know why USTA did it? Because they said, "Man, this is stupid that we lose so many dates and our tournament gets pushed back to games that we miss because of rain. It can literally affect you. Have championship Saturday and Sunday it can end up being as it happened one year when I was coming to US uh, Open happened Tuesday and Wednesday, and they couldn't get as many people there during the week mm-hmm. as they could on the weekend. Right? Why haven't baseball teams yeah. said, "Hey"? 
We've got a lot of teams with new stadiums. I'm taking out the Cubs and I'm taking out the Red Sox. Yeah, you can. And probably the, the Oakland A's, the Dodgers, and the Dodgers Stadium, to. which yeah. you probably won't be. But everybody else is pretty modern. Yeah, can add. Why? First of all, for some of the teams that have been built recently, like teams you for like the Mets or the Yankees here in New or York, or Atlanta where they're at like, right now. Why, oh, why oh. haven't you guys? And we're black again. With us we're good. Behind we're us, good. Why haven't we're black you, again? <laughs> <laughs> which I have no problem with. Uh, <laughs> you're not watching Rex would just raise his fist, just raise my fist. Yeah, <laughs> and if you're mad about that then check yourself <laughs> um, this podcast. why ha- why haven't they added uh rule like retractable roofs why would you not want your customers to always have the experience of being able to see the game rain out should not be a thing anymore we are in 2018 yeah damn yeah, yeah you're, right. Yeah. you're right about now that. the baseball peers are gonna say oh and that's what, that's what i was gonna bring up is we like to enjoy the game outdoors and feel the fresh breeze and eat the, the <laughs> peanuts and cashews and hot dogs and <laughs> what voice is that is that is that the baseball fan that's who's the old time the old time is that the baseball fan, fan as dan levitar says whose median age is death Yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, sorry. Back in, but back in 1920, when I was watching the Murderers Row, uh, you know, I like yeah, you know, like to see every game. We didn't have a retractable roof. You guys are not tough anymore. The retract- <laughs> but in Rub this, some dirt on it. But in, in, in terms of business perspective for these oh, places, they can also use this during the offseason for other events with a retractable roof. Absolutely. And you got more concerts. There. Exactly. Right. It just makes business sense to do Nas, this. Nas, whenever he finally drops that album, could perform in City Field. It makes business sense yeah, to do that. It. <laughs> it makes business sense to do that. It does. But well, baseball's always stuck in its own way, as we talked about on this podcast. It's we have stupid. recurring themes on this podcast, Tons that of being one of them. We, baseball's stuck in its own way. We just talked about tennis, who's like, hey, let's, the USDA, let's do this. Because this is going to be better for our product and the fans coming to watch the game. I don't and it think was great. I don't think baseball's doing right by the fans here. Yeah. Because this that's the biggest issue. To forget the moving around, every stadium and the teams, y'all got money to do this. They got the these teams can pony up the money to do this. Or yet you're right? playing 162 games a season. And now you can get more use out of that stadium, as Brian mentioned. You can bring concerts in there in the winter. Yeah. It's another venue. So if somebody can't book the Garden, now they can book City Field and Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Right? Maybe y'all it's could better. get Billy Joel also, City Field for once. It also can <laughs> now make, the garden. makes it Honestly. more attractive for some cities that may not have an MLS team that doesn't want to build a soccer stadium. Mm. Or temporarily, they can then play there temporarily. when they start their city. I still feel that NYC. I don't like soccer teams playing. In I don't like. Stadiums. I don't I, like. I, I haven't gone to NYC FC game yet. I'm I saw fan. them play. Their last game with the homes. I covered well, them last, last year. year. Was that City Field? They played their last game at City Field. I don't remember why. Because there was a conflict with a Yankee game. Yeah. And, and playoffs. The playoffs. Game, it, was it was like a, something a, with the. It was a big NYC FC game. Yeah. Too, like and they were competing for home field oh, advantage. Yeah. And my problem is like I don't like. It would be great for temporarily for MLS teams, but. Atlanta is a new team that just came up last year, and they have one of the most gorgeous-looking stadiums that I've ever laid eyes on. Oh, the one we're watching right now? No, 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 Atlanta FC. Oh, FC, FC, FC. In the the MLS, and you have no idea, man. Go go look up a picture. Is that Matt Harvey Harvey with runners on second and third? Yeah. What's the score? I can't see from here. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're losing. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, move, move. I got a good. Res- I got a good. Res- uh, and here's, gotta, here's my name. also thing: why the Mets won't get a retractable roof. Will Ponds. Okay, let's go. You know what? Next topic. There's no. There's no argument to that. We nope. know how. We know how Will Ponds. They like to put their money to people like Bernie Madoff and other stuff. Idiots. Um, so <laughs> let's get to the happy stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Matt, what's uh, up? No. Well, I do want to actually continue with something on the Mets. Real. The one something on the Mets. Real quick. 
this was an interesting week for the Mets um, as a fan because I watched. I, I can't. Oh, listen. right. The actual game come from behind win. <laughs> I can't listen to multiple fans times anymore with baseball. Baseball kills me. There's 162 games. There's too many games. The Mets are off to a great start. Thinking about how many games, uh, there even are. though they're not off to a great start yeah. right now in this game that's on while we're watching. Oh, God. The Mets are off to a great start. And the double? Mets lost yeah, one it's... tough game where they blew a lead, and yeah. everybody's the sky's falling. Oh, yeah. Could you please, how, people you who watch sports, you've been watching sports long enough to know that every year you watch baseball, some game, couple games a year, your team's gonna blow it. The bullpen's gonna blow it. They're gonna blow a lead. It happens every year. Yeah. It's probably April. not quite like that because that was historic, but I feel you. Yeah. It's April. My yeah, thing is the on. only sport where every single regular season game matters NFL. is the NFL. And college football. Except football is, you know, a sport largely run by bigots. So we ain't yeah. gonna care about that. Besides, but the games see, the so games stop mattering if you go Everybody to, needs to calm down. That's go, all I'm they saying. Do. If you go into O and A start. But yeah, back to the point. Mets, baseball yeah. baseball. There's 162 games and it's April. It's, it's like down. for you know how for a lot of people, the NBA doesn't truly start until Christmas time. It kind of doesn't. For me, you know it's what I mean? Memorial Day with baseball. Baseball Memorial Day. Some people would even say the All Star break because there's so many damn games. Yeah, and really, you don't get to the halfway threshold until early in July. Yeah. Then by the time you get into the All Star break, you're at like 95 games. So. Yeah, that's kind of where the season starts. Or if you're the Marlins, for example, your season's done <laughs> in May, so you ain't got to watch season's this done, year. Season's done. They trade. The or the Rays. Yeah. So. Or the Rays. Tough, yeah, tough so times in Florida. For any Florida too, team. Too many games to get. Like I get it. Some the people magic. like they're. Huh? Like I get Never it because there, there's, there's some people who are like very, you know, emotionally invested yeah. in the team. But you just gotta relax, like. Just like relax. It's, it's Every April. game, does, it's not it's like a great that. come from behind it's, win yeah, yesterday. It's funny you two said that, too. And then somehow, you know, if the Mets lose this game that we're watching, on right now as we talk, they're down uh, six I'm not going to cry seven, about six, it. It's six. Oh, my God. That's a six. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man, we lost to the Braves. It's April. They're still yeah. the best record in the National Look, League. Man, you yeah. just look. The good thing is that they got off to that hot start, so you have some have a cushion. Bit of a cushion. You have there some you cushion four times like these because it's inevitable in the NBA and in baseball. It's inevitable you're going to go through these lows in hockey. Um, yeah, hockey too. Yeah, hockey. You're going to go through Every these lows. Any sport. Not not so much in football where you know because football you a can lull have, is like you know you can football you could have it for a game. Games, football you'll have it for a game. Can't have it for two. Different. Two is when you can start panicking. Yeah, but, yeah. Baseball, but for baseball, it's like you're going to have man. multiple. In a, in a season, think about it. Like, as a hitter, Yoannis Cespedes, right? He's somebody who's going to hit what this year? 270? 275, maybe? That. Yeah, I hope maybe so. Maybe 280? That's really So optimistic. he's somebody who's gotten off to a horrid start. He had his first slump of the season right now in April. On a good year, he'll st- on a good year where he's hitting 270, 280, and still one. near 30 home runs if he's healthy all year and about mm-hmm. 100 RBIs, he's still going to have maybe two more slumps this year. Maybe yeah. one in July, maybe one in August, whatever. And you just hope it doesn't happen when you're in the And he had a grand season. slam <laughs> yesterday. Which was yesterday. great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't get crazy about stuff. No. All right. On, on to postseason play, not Tom more Jerry. red season talk. The NBA playoffs have started. Uh, it's been very interesting so far. Uh, Matt is smiling. His Jazz won a game uh, to tie up their season. Take uh, note. With OKC and the Thunder couldn't hit any shots in the second half. I definitely took note of that. Over for uh, I think the playoffs have been exciting. I thought one thing I wanted to react to was we saw uh, the Celtics up 2-0 on the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. And Terry Rozier has been giving it to Eric Bledsoe. I mean, giving him the business. Yeah. But Eric Bledsoe had this to say 
when asked about Terry Rozier and his play after their Game 2 loss. Terry Rozier has gotten off to a, a strong start to the series, no turnovers in 78 minutes. How personally do you take that matchup? Who? Terry Rozier. I don't even know who that is. All right, now, Brian, you heard Terry, you, no, excuse me, Eric Bledsoe and what he had to say. <laughs> you almost. He didn't know. <laughs> He's talking about he doesn't know who Terry Rozier is. What is this man talking about? I saw somebody say that, and I kind of agree with this, but it's stupid. It's because Terry Rozier called him Drew Bledsoe, and then Eric Bledsoe responded by, oh, I don't know who that guy is. Even after, like, to, to hit uh, what almost became a game-winning shot. Yes, Terry and had Ro- you on skates. Yes, <laughs> like, crossover dribble, step back. And this dude, Eric Bledsoe, was at the free throw line, just kind of standing there. And he doesn't know who that man's name is? Come on, stop it. Stop it. Like, I understand it. Like, look, we're from New York. We're from a city where people will talk, you know, no matter what the scenario is, when they're down by 50, whatever. Like, yeah, we're from that, too. We get it. But, yo, come on, man. In the middle of a playoff series, national TV, down to nothing, just got crossed to beat the buzzer, basically. Come on, man. Bruh, you on national TV, and like Jalen Rose said... What was the question, by the way? What was the question... That, that I he, had? No, no, no. What was the question that Eric Bledsoe uh, was asked that led him to the I don't remember. Uh, I think the person said... I can't really we'll look back at the clip. I can't remember because he... I think he said what... Why... I think they asked why he'd been so... Oh, yeah, troubled yeah, guarding yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember, it. I remember. It's it slipped no, my head. Jalen Rose said... It slipped my head. It's like, yo, come on, man. Jalen Rose you don't, is like, do you, you know who he is. You've been looking at the back of the jersey every time he's blown yeah, you. Yeah, you don't have to go who. Like, you don't have to say that. You could you could just totally say something else like, oh, he's been playing well. We got to play better. Whatever. Like, whatever. That was levels I'm of I'm glad that he actually says something interesting, though, unlike some other athletes. I mean, it was <laughs> interesting, but you came across as real corny. You came across the real corner. And it sucks because I actually picked Milwaukee to win that series. It looks like I picked him in seven. And same thing with Portland. Milwaukee does not. Milwaukee does look good. Okay, Portland, you talked about that. Drew Holiday's looked really good for the Pelicans. I'm a, uh, I, Drew Holiday's so good, man. I, I've I'm, been saying that for a while. I mean, too. Alvin Gentry, you talking about he's one of the best two-way players in the league. And I was like, man, I, I the way he's playing, he sure looks like it. When the Knicks could have gotten – there was a point where there was, like, rumors that the Knicks would go after Drew Holiday, whatever. Was this when they got Derrick Rose, right? It was before they got Derrick yes, Rose? Yes, it was that year. That year. And before they got Joe Kim. No. Oh, God. Really? So, okay, what's it called? So, that's... I thought they should have had Drew Holiday. I thought they should have went really went after him. I wasn't crazy about that but The move. thing was, the thing that was at that time... See, he's been healthy recently. And at that time, it was like, could he stay healthy yep. for an entire season? He's done that since then. And he's earning the big the big bucks that made mm-hmm. him an all... He was an all-star before in Philadelphia. You could argue that he could have been one or two more times since then. But Drew Holiday... Man, as much as I, I really think that Damian Lillard is as much, as highly as I think of Damian Lillard, Drew Holiday's really, really, really been one of the best things in the playoffs for me to watch. Oh, absolutely, he's been fantastic. He's um, been great. He's he's been absolutely fantastic. He's played great on both sides of the ball. Big time shots. The Pelicans have looked like they had no fear on the road, executing well. They look like they might sweep Portland. Yeah, I don't think I, that's going to happen. I think Portland will get it back. Home. I have way too much respect for Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. But they gotta win. They gotta win. Uh, as we're recording this podcast, they gotta win Game Three. Um, they absolutely have to win Game Three. But we'll see what they're able to do. That'll be interesting. Are, are you? Um, last series I'll talk to before we move on. Uh, LeBron James drops forty six in Game Two. Are you a believer? Oh, we'll get to the Jazz too. We're not four one caps. Four one caps. I wasn't. But here's the thing. I wasn't impressed by that. He dropped the forty six. I was impressed with LeBron James. 
I wasn't impressed with His the team? Cavs. No. I, I could see that. I was not impressed with the team. There was a lot of horrible mistakes by some players down the stretch. I was not impressed with the team I agree. at all whatsoever. Now, they bounced back the way they had to, but they got to show me some more when they go to Indy. See, and this is what scares me is that. You, you see, you, look at what it took, right? So they lose that first game after looking as bad mm-hmm. as they've looked. Not even as bad as they looked all season because they've looked like that at other points this season. Word. However... <laughs> LeBron, look at what it takes for him to kind of get out of that. He had 20 points in the first quarter. Amazing first quarter. He, you watched he had the, the focus you, in his eye. You watch the game and you're like, all right, this is why he's top two player of all time. Yep. You know, you watch it and it's like, this is why. Because when he wants to, he can just demoralize the team. But what happens? Cleveland couldn't sustain that his lead. His whole team demoralized him. Oh, yeah, Cleveland couldn't sustain that lead. And it sucks because, and I don't want to get into this entirely broad discussion of oh, does LeBron need more help? Because the LeBron detractors will say, oh, every time his teams don't perform, he needs more help. But I will say this, every time his team doesn't perform, you see that on the flip side, he's performing really well where he's getting 46 or 40, 11 and seven or whatever it is. And his team doesn't hold up. And it's like, oh, is it because he's stat padding? Is it because he's ball hogging? And when you watch the actual games, he is trying to get other guys involved. But if you watch like game one, they're missing open threes and an alarming They missed a lot of shots. I like Jeff Green, I like Rodney Hood, but guys like- They're not hitting the shots right now. And that's that's part of the problem. Um, Speaking of people who were hitting the shots, uh, in Getting out hustled too. In the, yeah, out hustled. Yeah. Uh, in game two, Utah Jazz bounced back after the game one loss to the Thunder. Paul George went nuts in that game. He but did. Donovan Mitchell, uh, Matt's rookie of the year, Spider, he, Matt's MVP. Like. Yeah, so let's <laughs> no, stop man. it. No, 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 stop, stop. stop. So that's, that's, that's not your MVP. All right, no, 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 no. your team MVP, or are you talking about league MVP? What are you talking about? What are you about, talking bro? about? What? I don't know what did you say his? You mean his team MVP or his league? Matt, MVP? what did you think of? Uh, <laughs> what? what? Wait, what? <laughs> what the deflection? What is that? I think he must said something. I don't know. Go ahead. Okay. I don't know what you want to say. <laughs> I told I told Brian that I'm not gonna go into too much of it because it's only one win, big win it is, and by next time next week okay, we might not even be in the playoffs anymore. But I have optimism. I'm just gonna let it play out. We won one battle. We still got a whole war. You're so corny. But you're going home. You took, you took man, it. I'm so corny, whatever. You're going to be like, because you're white or some shit. I was just going to say that. I curse too. And I should have cursed. Now we have two edits to do this podcast. No edits. No edits, <laughs> man. Just take note. No one's going to care. Follow me on Twitter. You're so, you're so just note. take note. Like, <laughs> take oh. note. Oh, Matt goes crazy on Twitter, man. I go crazy. Well, it's, 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 Utah, it's Utah Jazz and it's wrestling pay-per-views. Ugh. That's what Matt and Mets games. That's yeah, what that's the only time you're going to see me on Twitter. Oh, Other than that, I don't care about anyone's life. I really I will. I will say this. Mm-hmm. Part of me was not shocked at all that Oklahoma City played the way they did the the the, the three the big three that they, they shot had. Hard, I mean all like, I heard was 0 and 14 in the fourth quarter I I watched some of that was I, was, I wasn't too surprised cuz I was po- like I don't They've had their struggles Did you say two points? Okay. Huh? No. Two po- oh, no, two no, 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 po- they did not make a shot oh, yeah, from the field in yeah. that quarter. And But the Jazz defense is damn good. And I also wasn't surprised cuz I, I was agree. just like I don't think I don't think that highly of Oklahoma City. I never did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think once they started playing, I thought I thought when they first made those moves, I was like, you know what? I actually I didn't think 
No, I remember when when we were talking about this before the season. I, I was it. like, there's only one ball to go around, so yeah. I don't know if this is gonna work. And I didn't like the bench that they had. I think and we kind of. I think it can work. It's gonna take time, and they need to fortify their bench. Well, they don't really have time because it's well, like not this year. Yeah. Well, the team is gonna be. They're gonna have <laughs> a different. Mellows. They might have a different look next. Yeah. Year. They, they might. They might. Mellow. I don't know if he's gonna still be there. Um, Russell Westbrook just resigned, and Paul we George is. Maybe go to LA. I don't know. I think Paul George is coming. Back. I don't know. Who knows? We I don't, don't know. know. Why we we're gonna say, we're, we're what's the fascination? I get it, LA, but what's really the fascination with being with the Lakers? It's like the same thing I question about. Like, what's the fascination of being with the Knicks? Like, I don't. Well, Le- the Knicks legacy. and the Lakers. That's not it's even like, the same thing. It's pretty much like, a legacy. It the Knicks have. The I don't Lake, think people. Lakers of, have legacy. Yeah. I don't think people of because see people the use, have a people, legacy. The people who are Knicks fans and Lakers fans will always use that Lakers fans especially, and I think people our generation. Which a lot of these athletes are cut from the same. They don't care about. Don't really care about that stuff. It's like, how much are you paying me? You know what I mean? How much are you paying me? And do I have an opportunity to win? And 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 not even opportunity to win, opportunity to start in some cases because you might want to be Harrison Barnes and be like, yo. I think it does. I think it matters to some people. I just don't think it matters to the majority of athletes. That I agree with you. And I definitely don't think if you're a Knicks fan, you could say if you're just like, oh, we could sell you as a guard. Yeah, New York City people. A lot of people love to. People live will in always New York City. want to play there, but they I want think to play in LA. I, but they want to win too. But I also think that that aspect of it is overrated. I, don't I do. Know. I agree with yeah. that. I don't know how I we think got it's over, here. I think it's overrated. I say all that to say, like, yo, uh, I still think Oklahoma City is going to win the series, but they're going to get steamrolled in the next round. But I hope for your sake that your Utah Jazz win because I would like to see. So that. do I. I'm I just enjoying like it, man. Like I, I just said. don't know if I want to see them play Houston. I don't. Not Quinn Snyder for coach of the year. That's my. That's, that's my all I got to say. I, I and what say. about uh, Gobert for defensive player? I also have him for defensive player. Of the that's year. dope. Um, um, Kenny yeah. Atkinson for coach of the year. Stop it. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on. We got, we Check have, out that feature I did on him, by the way. Netsdaily.com. We have a Netsdaily.com. That's his plug. Um, <laughs> We have a new thing we're going to be doing uh, here on the podcast. We're going to have fans send in uh, video, audio of to us of a topic that they want to talk about. Maybe something that happened in the week, something they did on Twitter. Anything you want. Anything you want. It could yes. be about a little anything, something that grinds I'm a little, gears, I'm a little scared about. Like. I'm a little scared about anything you want. No nudes, please. Yeah. We, 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 but we said this that. video. Well, yeah, there could be people going. <laughs> Man, I ain't even trying to think about all that. Please. We, we, we're not, we, we didn't come here for that, and we we will not put that on. But we'll, if you, we'll block if you we, and report you. If we like it, <laughs> if we like it, we will put it on. You can send it to our podcast email, which is on our uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah. A-H-T-T podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, you can send that there, and we, we like it. We'll put it on. But our first yeah. one. We'll block you or report you. I'm serious. Or if you're hot, we'll just send it to Lewis. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You stole, you stole my thunder, Because Lewis will be here for that. He will right, take them. The, the, first, them. Uh, the first, uh, first video audio submission we have is from a former guest of this podcast. Uh, her name is Princess Streeter of the W Podcast. And she had this to say about something she wants to see happen on Instagram. What's up, y'all? It's Princess here from the W Podcast. And a couple days ago, I sent out a tweet saying that I believe Instagram should have a mute feature. And for some reason, I got all this backlash, so I'm here to tell you why I believe Instagram should let us mute our followers' posts. Okay, so in this day and age of social media, people get really finicky and funny acting about getting unfollowed. They're like, oh, do we have beef? Is there something we need to talk about? And I don't really feel like going through all that. So in the cases of like my my family, my classmates, even some of my homeboys and homegirls, I just get annoyed by their posts. So I just want to un- like 
not necessarily unfollow, but just not see the post. So in that case, I believe we should have a mute feature just like Twitter. They don't have to be notified. It's just for my own personal curation of my timeline. I don't see a problem about it. I don't know why I got all this backlash, but I had to come explain myself. So here I am. Yeah, Princess, definitely agree with that. Like, look, I get tired. I think people sometimes are doing too much on Instagram. Definitely too much. Some stuff that I don't want to see. So why can't I have it like Facebook where you can hide some people or on Twitter where you can mute some people? I know you are a fan of the mute. Or the muting. Oh, I, I have a lot of people <laughs> muted on Twitter. I just don't want to see. Like, so, like, I feel, Princess, I don't know why people are clapping back. Like, why are people coming at her? When she's, I actually saw this tweet when she said it, and I was like, yo. I'm actually surprised with that. Like, I thought more people would agree and have our reaction. Like, I thought yeah. more people would agree, like, hey, Instagram should have a mute feed. It's just common sense. And you know what's funny? I remember texting you back when you told me this the other day. I was like, Instagram, if you really boil it down, it's not that good of an app. Compared to like some of these other ones, Twitter is way better than Instagram. I feel like way better. But I think Instagram actually might be the more popular app. Well, yeah, because because you know why is because we're stupid, and what I mean by that is no, because I'm not. no, I'm saying like us as like a generation, as a society. I hate that phrase so so much. Watch but, it, but <laughs> we're watching, man. You're trying we're to stupid. stupid. I agree as a collective the, because people want stuff that they can easily consume, right? Instagram is pictures. What do you like reading when you're a little kid? Picture books. Picture books aren't real books. They're just pictures. <laughs> like little blurbs there. Don't, don't say that. To, don't say don't that. Don't say that, man. Dr. Seuss is a poet. Oh, God. That's not a picture book. That has some storytelling. Walk it in my Even though pocket. green, whatever. All right. So basically, <laughs> <laughs> yo, I've hijacked everything today. You, do, you have. You have. <laughs> Walk it in my pocket. Walk it, walk it but basically, in my pocket. But basically, like, Go no, but for real, bill. we're stupid. Let me get to my point. We're stupid. Mm -hmm. And Instagram is just easy to consume because it's pictures. If you want to see some titties, that's there. If you oh, want to really? see, yeah, see all that, like, whatever. If, if girls want to see guys or other guys want to yeah. see guys working out, all that stuff is there. It's yeah. easy to consume. But Twitter, even though... It's 140 characters, now 280. You yep. have to read a little bit. It's hard. And in reading a little bit, reading is a little bit challenging for some people. <laughs> because when reading, you have to actually digest something. And when you have to actually digest something, it can be a little bit of work. Smart people don't have a problem with utilizing that. Nope. And that's why Instagram <laughs> is easier and probably more applauded and more appreciated for people to use because... Overall, generally speaking, we're stupid. You just people, like. people, people like reading headlines mm -hmm. and going off of stories based off of that. But with Instagram, it's like, oh, I can just look at a picture and dissect it. And it's very, very easy, which is why there are a lot of people who are fake photographers and fake videographers and things Shout like out that. To those people. They're able to flourish through Instagram. They know who they are. Yep. They're able no, to. They don't. They're <laughs> they don't. Honestly, they don't. They don't know who they are. Nah, they don't. That's true. They, nah, they don't know don't. who they are. They think they're. But, they think they're really up there. They think yeah, they're yeah. Really don't worry, but people. There, there I, are people who have that, that. You know, no bona fides, no accolades, no credentials, nothing. And it's like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this. And cool, self-starting is great. Do it's that. Great. Yeah. Do but it. you're not a legitimate photographer or videographer. With all that, but with that. All that being but with, said, same thing. Twitter has the same thing with journalism, by the way. And we one ain't thing, gotta do that again. One thing. Yes. Um. um for those people that are self-proclaimed, um, Brian and I will follow, and we will also analyze your follow count and digest and see if those are real followers. Don't but that's a different story. Some there. people. You're not, out there. Tell, you're not supposed to tell them. But all right, 
By the way, back to what do you mean? No, but my thing. But but back to Princess's point though. Yeah, her point is that everybody who's around you sometimes that you follow. And here's the thing. I don't have a problem following people. Princess kind of alluded to that in, in that comment. Me too. That she's like, hey, you don't want to do this because sometimes you don't want to follow people. And I understand how that can cause a negative situation. I just don't give a damn. Yeah. Like, if I'm not feeling what you're saying, you post. there's people I've unfollowed on Facebook, Twitter, I mean, Instagram. Same, same, They've same. been doing too much. Same. I'll just follow them. Now, it would be nice to have the unmute button. because. But I've also never had somebody message me and be like, yo, man, why'd you unfollow me? And if it did, I'd be like, they care too much. I've had like, that. Yo, you were doing, if you got to message me to be like, why are you unfollow me? They care too I've much. had people unfollow me yeah. because they didn't agree with certain politics, certain things I said about something. I told them about themselves and they didn't like it. So they felt a kind of way and they unfollowed me. That's okay. That's their choice. I, man, trust me. There's nobody on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever that I'm going to lose sleep over because they unfollowed me. You, you whatever, but please follow this podcast at HTT <laughs> Podcast. Yeah, yeah. please. But back, but back to like Princess. Yes, I agree. I think Instagram, I agree too. Instagram should have a mute feature. I also think that maybe we just got to start on following more people. <laughs> Yo, yeah. If you don't do it, like, I do it. If you don't all like, the time. I do it all the time. Are, you don't. If you don't like what people are bringing to your timeline, nobody's forcing you. You don't have to look at it. Don't look at them or follow them. But uh, I also, I also hate that Instagram is like. Remember when Instagram used to be in. Just order of like the time that things mm -hmm. will come out, yeah. And now that's scrambled all over. The uh, place. Yeah, now they do it with terms of like what on your feed is getting the most popular hits. No, but yes. like, and, and you're just showing me. Oh, and usually what comes up is people whose posts I normally like, but it's like you keep showing me the same people. What if I want to see posts from other people? Then I have to yeah, go look like for Brian it because, hasn't liked my and then picks. When, and then, huh? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but then when when I when but you know why this is though. when I post something. Yeah. And then I don't see it because Instagram's algorithms are weird. And then when I don't see, mm -hmm. uh, when I post something and then I get a like from somebody who I forget exists, and then I have to click on their all page the and be like, all yo, I haven't, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it happens all the time. Sometimes or when I'll, I post an Instagram story and I see some of the people that are watching it like they, or that have seen it, I'm like, yeah. yo, I haven't seen this person in a while. Do you look at that? Do you look at people that watch the algorithm's stories? weird that I'll like a photo? Answer my question. And what would you say? <laughs> do, I, do I look do at you? Look at people that watch your Instagram story all the time. I uh, do polls all the time, so like I like to I see who's trolling less. me. Not I'll anyways, you don't even do Instagram, Instagram but yeah, right? I don't. The, <laughs> I, think, I think they're pointless. The algorithm's <laughs> funny and weird in a way. It's like I'll see it thinking it's recent and then forget they switched everything. So I'll like a photo that's like three days old and feel like a creep. Oh, uh, yeah. It happens all the time. Why do you care about how somebody feels if you like the photo three years old? Because, somebody no, three, da three, three days. Depends three on days. Depends but, like, on it depends person. on a person. Like, I can do that to you and you're not going to think Yeah, I don't care. I'm going to go back and like all your old Instagram photos just to annoy you. Just so you can now think that I'm a creep and I don't even care if you think that I'm a creep. All right. Yeah. I'm not going to think you're a creep, though. Who cares? Have I you seen the picture of... Um, was it uh, Jason from Friday the Thirteenth? And it's a meme. It's an old meme. I posted this a long time ago. Are you, are you he's just mean, standing. Are you a meme creeper now? He's just standing behind a bush. He's just standing behind a bush, and you could only see his side of his face yeah, in a hockey mask. And it says how you look when you like a post from fifty-two <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> Yo, fifty-two weeks is a bit. That's much. what I'm saying. It's crazy. That's a year. Not, yeah, yeah. Carrie Champion posted that before. Like I've had people look at my, like an Instagram post. Like this happened like last week. Somebody liked the Instagram post that I posted. Like they liked a whole bunch of stuff. It looked like they were catching up on Instagram. Yeah. They liked a whole bunch of stuff I posted like mm -hmm. maybe a couple months ago, and I was like, oh damn, they went far back. I forgot when I took that picture. But I didn't think they were creepy. No. Did they slide in your DMs? No. All right. Hey, are you Dex from News 12? I don't talk to this person like that. Oh. 
They just probably a fan. Yeah, no, they just like probably it. fans. Probably, probably fan. Probably found you the podcast. Look, if you're gonna like the picture, cool. I'm not judging you. For I'm supporting that. If you want to like a picture from a year ago, God bless. Moral of the story God is speed. Instagram. Uh, better your app. You'll get a please, new button. Please, please listen to Princess and fix my Instagram because I still can't upload videos and it's pissing me off. Well, I think that's more of the fact that you don't no. have an iPhone, but that's all no, no, that's, that's not sad. And and also yes, and one, one more time, we're stupid. That's why Instagram is more popular. Take note. Take note. All right, that's it. That's a wrap for episode twenty-eight use of it the everywhere. Hard to Tell podcast. Uh, we'll be back with more. Uh, we will not have an episode uh, next week, but we will be back the following. We week. might have something though. We might have something for you Maybe. though, but uh, it will be. I will be celebrating my birthday week. Um, so that's that not. That's not why we're not having an episode. What day? What's the day? What's the day? April twenty-sixth. Everybody, mark it down and take note. Take note. Oh, for How I many times can I fit this in? Yeah, Matt. Matt I don't know. You could probably say it for everything. Exactly. Yeah, you're doing it, guys. Brush your teeth in the morning. Take note. Oh, you my. know what? I'm gonna start <laughs> using take note. I gotta start using. I use that it all the time day. for our friend Jeffrey Armstrong. Um, yeah, I'm never going to. Winner, do that. W- uh, winner. He takes a lot of nice photos, and he got a couple of press awards. Him and I he say got it all one the time for uh, best sports action photo. Yeah, and what I said was, I Saw retweeted that. it, yeah. and I said. Everyone out there, take note. I'm, I'm happy for him because we both got nominated for awards, and I'm glad he got something because. Whew. Yeah, Brian, you guys deserve yeah, it. Usually, usually they don't. They don't. I like to see my brothers. They don't, they don't just give out awards to people they that they don't know. But yeah, all right, you know how that goes. Yeah. All right, well, you take. You guys can take note and take uh, follow note. this podcast at AHTT Podcast. Yes. See what I did there. I was able Ooh. to use the take note. Hashtag. That was very nice. Hashtag AHTT Podcast. That's right. Uh, follow Curtis us. Martin episode. Follow us Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Facebook page. Follow us. More good content coming out soon. That's a wrap for episode Send and send, send, send your oh, video clips. Be sure to send your video clips to podcast yes. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what topics you would like to talk about. No um, swinging objects. Anything, any, yeah, anything that you think is good. I don't even want, you know what, man? Nah. On that note, good night and good luck. Good luck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe you said no that. No swinging object. I had to think about that. No, I don't want to think about that. I said I had to. Take no. I mean, maybe if it's from...